Sometime back, I received in the name of our country the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of servicemen, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. From all of us here at What's Up World, today we remember those who sacrificed so we could live in freedom. This Memorial Day, we're thankful for those who gave their lives while serving, and we're thinking of those who have lost someone they love. Thank you for your sacrifice. What's up, world? What's up, world? What up, Danny? Nothing. Bad shape right now. Yeah, good old allergy season. Yeah. <clears throat> I just got done mowing and literally took a shower and jumped down here and started, and I'm, I'm bad shape right You're now. You're just sitting there looking like he is. Just looking like he is, <laughs> yeah. How's life treating you, buddy? Good, good. Better than I deserve. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I definitely don't deserve what I've got. No, show don't. Show don't. Oh God! Um, what the heck did I just? Okay. I saw in a recent news. Actually, I, sh- I should have got a paper. I'd went up to the Deerview and grabbed me one of them ham sandwiches. Yeah. I just done a plug for Deerview's ham sandwiches, and they're cheaper than the bologna sandwich. Have you ever heard of that? No, that's that is a, a bologna weird. sandwich is four ninety nine at Deerview. Reckon why? And the ham sandwich is three ninety nine. Because bologna's thicker. I don't know. They, they cut it. Their, <laughs> they cut it theirself. They got that slicer. Oh but, yeah, that is right. But I've never in my life ever spent less for a ham sandwich than a bologna sandwich. Yeah, that's a little odd. But, but to each his own. I well, mean, I love me tasted some, good. I'm, I love me some bologna, but in a in a perfect world, you know, 
most would rather have a big ham sandwich than a bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know me, I can talk about food all day long. Yum, 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 Well, I just posted that in the wrong place. Well, I mean, it happens. <laughs> I'm trying to. We're, uh, we're probably going to take, take a call or two. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Boom, Daddy, boom. <clears throat> Hope yep. our buddy from Val... What is it? Val- Valdosta. Valdosta, Georgia calls. That's a little Conway Twitty that, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have that rasp in your voice. Yeah. You get that, it's your life, oh, yeah. <laughs> Say you need a change. Oh, God, my eyes. Shut that door, baby. I, I believe it's causing a little bit more of an echo uh, here. <clears throat> I think you're crazy. Lord. But I, I, I should have grabbed me a newspaper. They, uh, I know <laughs> that you had... Uh, had uh, uh, copied and posted a, uh, a thing about that that young kid that got put in jail and was, I guess, acquitted. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to, I got to thinking about that man and and uh, whether innocent or guilty or whatever the situation is, something like that could ruin mm-hmm. a child's life. Well, even uh, here's the thing: even well, the charges was dropped, but give being accused of something like that will follow you the rest of your life people will be like 10 20 years from now you know that boy he's a real good failure but then there'll be another person step in well wouldn't he accuse of kidnapping years and years ago yeah that, but that'll I mean, follow even, that young fella forever even unfortunately even, yeah even if he ever gets pulled over it will still pop up unless he yeah. gets it expunged off yeah. of his record well they're supposed to according to his mother supposed to put a piece in the well, I guess that's what you was talking about in the newspaper. Yeah. Showing that he was, charges was dropped and everything, cl- kind of clearing his name. But yeah. like you said, it'll still be on there. Yeah, it's all, it's on there. Uh, when uh, when I uh, when I filled out my application and done my resume and stuff for the depot when I worked there, yeah, people would still ask me to this day, you mean you quit the depot to go back to Enersis? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's more money. You know, mm. I mean, if I'm going to work, I want to make the most money. Got to go where the money is. Yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> but uh, they, son, I mean, they... You, it's just it's a federal job. You know what I'm talking about? Working yeah. for the federal government. Yeah. I mean, buddy, they they was like, uh, uh, at first they said, well, we can't hire you, and I'm like, well, why? Well, well you've the got intercess. Yeah, no, oh, the, the depot. The depot. Okay. And and they were like, uh, they were like, well, your record's not, yeah, not up to our standards. And I'm like, I don't have anything on my record. Yeah. And they was like, yeah, it's shown here that you got a. Uh, uh, a failure to uh, license, insure, and mm-hmm. uh, something like this from 1999. Yeah. And uh, stuff that you forgot about. Well, well, not even that, but I'll tell that story real quick. Whenever, whenever that was in 1999, it was the summer of 1999. It was the summer of 99. <laughs> but uh, I, was, uh, I was at a pool room. And we we would go down there and, and karaoke. My sister was running it. It was TJ Moore had this little pool room like mm-hmm. type thing. It was across from McKee Elementary. Yep. And uh, I would go down there and hang out with all you know all my buddies and stuff. And uh, there was this guy named Danny that was down there. And man, he was blistered, blistered drunk. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was the dude was drunker than I've just about seen anybody. <laughs> yep. And uh, he was trying to get in his vehicle and leave. And my sister was like, "I don't let him leave." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, shoot, I, I he's, you know, I can't make him." And then finally, I was like, uh, "My buddy Josh and 
and his girlfriend Tiffany, they've been married for like 20 years now, and I kind of had something to do with that, putting them together, you yeah, know. Yeah. But that was when they were dating. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, uh, I told that Danny guy, I said, man, listen, I said, where are you going? He said, Rocky Hill Heights. Man, he was blistering drunk. And I said, well, let me take you. And Josh, you jump in my truck and follow me up there. Well, we when we went up, uh, you hear that humming? Yeah. That's your air system. Is it? You hit a quit here in a minute. I'm going to turn that down. I don't, I don't think it comes through on the podcast. I, well, you know, I, that st- I've noticed that a lot of the stuff that we hear in the studio don't come across don't. on the actual when it's uploaded. But uh, it aggravates me to death, though. So we talked him into letting me drive. He had this old beater car that he had just bought, he said. So I jump in the driver's side vehicle, and he gets in, and we go through McKee. We go down 89 and hit 421, and we're turning where the old Board of Education is. We pull up through there, and we're going. Mm -hmm. And uh, Josh is right behind me, and we get to the – it was specialty plastics back then. Yep. They had a roadblock, Mm -hmm. and I just, you know, went on and went up there. And I handed them, uh, it was uh, one of the constables and I think two state troopers. This yeah. has been 100 years ago, but mm-hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And uh, uh, give them my ID, whatever, and the, the two uh, state troopers, Johnny was going to let me go, the constable. You know, he seen that Danny was blistering drunk, and I was like, I'm taking him, you know, home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they ran uh, ran the car and stuff, and it had no insurance, failure to transfer, no tags. The tags on it was from something else, yeah. uh, another vehicle. And, I mean, it was everything in the world. Literally, they could have put me in jail, but Johnny told him, said, he's taking this guy that's obliterated. Helping him out. Yeah. So, but I still got a ticket <clears throat> for failure, you know, transfer and all that stuff. And that Danny guy was like, beefy, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get this done Monday morning. We'll get it took care of. And uh, I said, well, no problem, you know. And uh, see the humming quit. Yeah. But that's it's yeah. just our system. But anyway, uh, so two weeks later, this guy commits suicide. Before wow. Before the court date. Yeah. He committed suicide. Man. So I went I went to the court uh, house, and I was like, yes, I was driving. I explained everything that was going on. I said, but this man is now deceased. You know, it, it was his vehicle. That don't matter. So that stayed on my record for no insurance. And I always wondered, like, every time I went through or every time I got pulled over or anything, that's the first thing they would ask. Yeah. You know, yeah. after they'd run it, we need to see your insurance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, making sure you got it. <laughs> yeah, because of that failure to have insurance and all that. That stayed on my, every time they pulled my name up, it would pop up. And then I got I got in trouble years later for uh, alcohol intoxication. Oh yeah, you know the usual young stupid stuff that yeah. we get in trouble for. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so I was uh, I contacted uh, Brian Gabbard actually actually I, I called him and I was like man what can I do and he said well you know go down there and, and talk to Sharon Allen or somebody and see what they suggest so I went down there and talked to them and they was like well you can get it expunged off your record mm-hmm. said but it may cost you. And I said, well, that's fine. I don't, I, that's the only thing that's on my record. Yep. And uh, so we go down there and get all that done. And it costed me like 600 bucks. God almighty. Yeah. It was, it was four or $600. I to didn't get figure it'd be that much. To get that taken off of my record or I wouldn't have been able to get that, <clears throat> that job. It's an unfortunate situation with this young boy because I didn't, I wasn't friends with his mom or anything on Facebook. She actually contacted me and told me about it, and then I talked to 
six other people about the situation and they explained it to me and every one of them had the same exact story and uh i mean from what i gather and from students that i talked to too about this young fella really good well-rounded little little guy 18 years old i think he was part of the rotc program never been in trouble day in his life and was kind of just trying to help out a young girl in a bad situation from what i gather but uh you know, p- police only know what they're told. Right, you know, right. They're, they only know what the person reporting the situation is told. And not at no fault of their own, you know, they did what they thought was right. But I don't think that, uh, I don't think that it was, I don't think he broke the law. Right. Luckily, the justice system done the right thing and let him go. I just hope that it don't follow him. Right. You know, I caught a little uh, flack over supporting the guy and everything like that from a few people but you know i'm i'm uh not worried about it you know for some people they seem like they seem to think that they're the judge jury and executioner (laughs) you know uh for some some people making making comments on facebook and stuff like that i just want to say you know police are supposed to be unbiased and impartial you're not supposed to pass judgment on somebody. Your job is to arrest them, take them to jail. Right. Nothing more, nothing less. Right. You shouldn't get on social media. No, you shouldn't just, get on social media and and make fun of somebody for taking up for somebody that they believe it was done done wrong. Right. You know, stuff just like by, that. Just by reading the story and the, and the outcome of of what happened, <clears throat> any any normal person would look at that and say, "Well, hey kids, he, he he's innocent." But I mean, oh, in our field. Well, in your field of work, yeah. Do you? Uh, I, I ask you this: You work at a federal prison. Everybody in there is innocent. You know that's what they say. According to them, yeah. According to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is really wonder if there's anybody that's truly innocent. Oh, I'm sure there are. I mean, well, that's. Sure I mean, and I would hate to be that person. You hear about stuff like that all the time. That's that's uh you know you there is innocent people in prison yeah. throughout history you've heard of people getting you know let out of prison because they've been found innocent after years and Tiger years and King. years Tiger King yeah but I'm just saying <laughs> the the re- I treat every inmate exactly the same right I don't want to know what they're in prison for because it may lead me to want to treat them different depending right. on what they've done. Right. So I don't look up their jacket. I don't care what they did because I want to be impartial to them and treat them all the same. Now, if I go around treating one inmate different than another inmate, I'm wrong. Right. Absolutely yeah, 100% I, I agree. wrong. I agree. So if I'm out here arresting people, based on the call and passing judgment on that person i'm wrong right you know of course of course with social media people you know they're the the child's mother or kinfolk or whatever they're going to get on there and free bob you know and yeah bob's never done nothing and yeah. you know my brother my oldest brother and i'll just say it was a scumbag right i mean honestly mm-hmm. stayed in trouble with the law as far back as i could remember he lived to be 40 years old and i'm i'm going to say that at least half of his life was spent in jail yeah and for drugs and and just you know thinking i guess i fought the law and the law won mm-hmm. was his uh, moniker and theme song i yeah. don't know but uh uh you know and and you take the police in in, <clears throat> in jackson county where we're from 
you you get stigmatized if that's a word mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> automatically yeah at a small town rural areas well that's bob's boy yeah. you know bob's a scumbag oh, yeah. everybody's somebody's boy yeah or that's a, a Dan, <laughs> you know that's danny's cousin that's danny's brother yeah. and then you automatically it's like a, i was telling my wife because my my 12 year old his grades have not been very good this yeah. past semester and i had no clue yeah and she was telling me about it because most of the time I'm on that stuff quite a bit. But uh, she was she was telling me about it last night actually, and I and she was like, his grades have dropped drastically. Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, I'll just be honest with you. I said, honey, the the middle school was the biggest downfall of my life. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and it really was. Well, I mean, I I I made pretty good grades, you know, through <clears throat> all through grade school and stuff. But when I got up there, I was always disruptive in class and cut up and I remember and and just you know class clown. I, I think I got class clown like every year. Yeah. And I think you did a couple times. I did too. a couple times. Yeah. And we were class clowns, you know, yeah. just cut up and 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 the teacher was always saying, "Now hush, boys." You know, yeah, we had now. to be settled down yeah. every day about it. Yeah, but when I got to the middle school, I got with the other kids that was a little worse than me, uh-huh. and then they rubbed off on me. I rubbed off on them. Yeah, and but my sister was three grades, four grades ahead of me, mm-hmm. and she made the mistake <laughs> of saying, "You think I'm bad? Wait till my little brother gets up oh, here." Oh yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have. I, I didn't have a hope. Yeah. You know, one of Landon's teachers, Brenda Rose is her name, and I love her to death, but she hated my guts in middle school. She was a vice principal. And uh, when I when I met her again, taking Landon over, I'm like, you don't remember me. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started telling her who I was. Probably the only person in the existence that didn't remember yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, well, you, you, I think I remember you, but... And I was like, I was always in your office for disrupting oh, yeah. class and this, that, and the other. And I said, I said, I spent the majority of sixth grade in the blue room. And mm-hmm. that's black when, back when it was the blue room. Yeah, it was. And they played that classical music. <laughs> it torture. You, yeah, it, it, it really, it really was. It was torture. Yeah. And you had to write, te- you had to write a ten-page whatever plus do your classwork and yeah. all that stuff. And sixth grade, if there's a hundred and 70 days of a school year that you went, I was in there 120 days of yeah, it. It's yeah. great. Well, you know, when you're in elementary school, leading into middle school, you know, you've got, what, three middle schools, one high school. you got three grade schools. Three grade schools, I'm sorry. Yeah, three one, grade schools, one, one middle, middle school, school, one high school. school. So when all these fifth graders graduate from elementary school, they're all just shoved into one building. And when you hit middle school, you're about that age where you're wanting to be cool and fit in and make well, not only that, friends but, and stuff. But as so. far as looking at, looking at that from a guy's perspective, that's when puberty starts. Yeah, when there's start, a lot of yeah, new a feelings lot of, coming a lot of, around. A lot of new everything coming in your life. And you've got every uh, kid your age shoved in one building. Yeah, just corralled. Just corralled and in one building. And some kids are a little late bloomers. You know, they're late bloomers. Some yeah. kids are early bloomers when they, you know, when their testosterone really peaks and, yeah. you know, or their estrogen or whatever, this, that, and the other. I think this county needs another middle school. But no, I, th- I think my own personal opinion would be 
to abolish the middle school and have it like it was when we were in back when school. it went uh, when elementary went to eighth grade yeah, when, they went all, when they went all the way to yeah. eighth grade or you could have what they would call junior high school uh-huh. and it would be the middle school just for eighth graders yeah you know because there's enough yeah there i mean there's enough to do that yeah. that'd be just, a good idea uh that would that's just my opinion but the reason i said all that is 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 that you can be and i've tried to teach my my boys this especially I said, you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, you, my gosh. Hit a, hit a, you're, uh, what people think of you or what they hear about you <clears throat> will, will reach them way before you ever do. Oh, yeah. I'll give you an instance. Um, in my life, um, when I worked when I worked at the, the Bluegrass Army Depot, yeah. There were some people that I worked with that I really just honestly didn't like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never treated them any different. I just didn't like them because they are what I call snakes in the grass. Mm-hmm. And when you work with people, you that's you know who they are. Oh, yeah. it, ain't, it ain't hard to figure it out. And uh, I worked with uh, about three of them that were snakes in the grass. Yeah. And I was even told that by some of these people. Watch what you do around these certain <laughs> yeah, people yeah. because all, they always stir up the crowd. Yeah, you know? I know and, what that's all about. Yeah, and and so so I, you know, every time I was around these people, I was very respected to them, and and which I was everybody. But I would I would uh, I, f- I felt like I was kind of lending a helping hand more to these people because I wanted them to befriend me. It kills me when I think that somebody doesn't like me yeah because I, I really try to go out of my way to make people like me sometimes right and uh god damn it get that microphone <laughs> but uh, uh <laughs> sometimes I, I i go right into you know i, I guess a, a mind state or something that i'm really going to have to try to get these people to like me I, nobody should ever be like that folks no, don't do uh, that don't if you like can't that. be yourself then don't be whatever yeah but the 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 thing that really, really, really sticks out about all this, we had to take a little break there for a second. But uh, uh, now, well, what was I saying, Danny, before we took our break? Oh, gosh. Uh, I can't never remember where we left off at. It's just like literally five seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, these people, um, they were the, the crap stirrers. You've got them, yeah. you've got them in any job situation. You you know, there's you the, the buddy buddy system, this that another well they hired this person to be our uh chief commander or whatever, like uh, above the supervisor. Yeah. And uh come to find out that that person that was the above the supervisor got hired in with two of these people that were the crapsters and caused a lot of drama yeah uh the lady that was hired over us um and and she was uh she's a a homosexual yeah but uh, there was a, a lady of part of the crapsters and then this other guy and he was like uh, at work we've got a manager a supervisor and a coordinator Mm-hmm. So those are the three chains of commands where I work now. Mm-hmm. There you had like the uh, <clears throat> the uh, coordinator was a guy that was over the line and oh, just yeah. made sure everybody was doing their jobs. It's that. And then you had the supervisor who sat in his office because everything's titled. You know that. I know. You know, the supervisor, which is over all the coordinators. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the chief or the commander or whatever that's yeah. over the supervisors and over everybody. So you more chiefs than you yeah, do Indians. Yeah, yeah. But... uh 
So I had volunteered to go out and work at this play at the, another place that where you get a little hazard pay or whatever. Actually, they were voluntold told me, and then I volunteered, so I yeah. wouldn't have to be voluntold. Yeah. And uh, so I went out there, and I was out there for over a month. They had hired this new chief woman, and I'd never met her. Never even know. I didn't even know what she looked like. Well. Never even spoke with her. <clears throat> didn't know nothing about her. But I got word out there that me and this other guy named Mason, she was going to fire us. Really? Yeah. And I was like, and at first I thought it was just hearsay. You know how people cut up and aggravate this, that, and other? And they'd be like, yeah, beefy. Uh, uh, rumor is, buddy, when you go back out to, uh, I can't even remember what the thing was called. It was like I worked at a big post office. I mailed out, I, I shipped out a bunch of stuff to, uh, you know, soldiers all over the world. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I was like, you know, well, whatever, and just would laugh it off with the out where I had uh, had voluntold, been voluntold to go. I uh, that was my phone. You want to maybe I don't know, but anyway, um, I had went to clock in or whatever at the clock house, and the supervisor of the place where I was volunteering, he was like, "You can ride with me, beefy," and his name's Rick. And I said, "All right, brother." So I jumped in the truck with him. And we went out to one place, and we rode around for probably an hour and a half just talking, you know, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. When you work for the federal government, you do a lot of that, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. <laughs> so uh, so we were, uh, uh, you know, going this here, there, and everywhere. And he was like, uh, he said, uh, he said, Beefy, the rumor is, is that uh, when you go back out to CDE, that was what it was called, mm-hmm. CDE. He said, when you go back out to CDE, uh, that new uh, person, he spoke her name. He said, uh She's going to fire you. And I was like, what do you mean she's going to fire me? And he was like, yeah, you and that Mason guy. And I was like, why? Yeah. And he said, buddy, I don't know. And he said, but I, and, and he said, she called me and asked me what kind of worker you was. And I said, did you tell her I was hanging off the chandeliers? <laughs> yeah. And we laughed. And he yeah. said, no. He said, I told her the truth. He said, I have no issue with you. Because uh, they would they would volunteer some of us to go out there. And a lot of them where it's union, yeah. a lot of them would be like, that's not my job, oh, you yeah. know, this, that, and the other, and all yeah. that. So they would send this one guy out there, and he didn't, he wouldn't do nothing. He'd just sit around. And he said, uh, and I'm not used to that. I'm used to when the boss tells you to do something, you go do it. Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, he says, well, said I ain't got no problem with you, Beefy. He said, you do everything I ask you to do and more. He said, I don't have to sit and worry about where you're at or what you're doing. He said, when I put you at an assignment, he said, you do it all day long. Mm-hmm. And he said, but that, he said, this other guy, I forget his name. We called him Big Jacket. Yeah. Because his coat, he was about five foot three, but his coat would fit me. <laughs> yeah. Like when he would have it on, it'd be down below his knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We called him Big Jacket. <laughs> and. <laughs> and but, uh, so uh, we called yeah. him Big Jacket and he, uh, he wouldn't do nothing. I mean, he went went to medical and got all these reasons for him not to I do nothing. I bet he nothing. got employee of the month every month. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, you know they do. Mm-hmm. But and uh and and I was like, why? Well, he said, I don't understand why she called me and was asking me about you. Yeah. He said, I told her you was a heck of a worker. And she was like, well, that's not what I heard. This, that, and the other. Blah blah blah. And he said, if she tries to fire you, he said, you come out here. You can work with, for me. Oh, he yeah. said, "He said I could find something for you to do." Yeah, 
And I was like, man, I appreciate that. You know, made me feel good. And that was like the first conversation I'd ever had with that supervisor, that that manager or whatever the you know big wig out there. Yeah. So I go back to CDE a little over a month, and I'm walking on eggshells. I didn't even know what this woman looked like. Yeah. And the supervisor, his name was Rick too, and I told him, and he's like, yeah, that's she's got it in for you. And I was like, I don't understand why. I've never even met the lady. Yeah. I don't even know what she looks like. So I'm sitting back there, and imagine this. You've got a good-paying job. You've got kids. You've got a wife. And you're sitting there thinking, I've never even met this person, and they're going to fire me for no reason, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. So I'm watching my P's and Q's, and in walks this big, burly-looking woman with a military high-and-tight high fade. And I was like, well, that must be her. Yeah. So I, we go to break, and we would play this card game called Tonk or something like that. Tank, Tonk, on yeah. break. And uh, I was talking to my supervisor. I was like, well, I think that's her. I said, what she looked like? And he's like, you know, big old burly-looking woman with glasses, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So after break, I see her down through there, and I just start walking toward her. And Rick's, uh, my supervisor, Rick, was like, well, no, don't go down there yet. We'll just wait till she hollers at us. And I, So I turned around and start, went back to the line to work. She was like, uh, Mr. Langhart, Rick, come down here. So we go in her office, and I sit here. She stands over here. The one guy that's buddy buddies with her, the coordinator that doesn't like me, yeah. is sitting to my right. And then my supervisor, who loved me to death, is sitting to the left. And she starts pacing back and forth, monologuing. Talk it. I mean, talk to me like a dog. Mm. And I'm just sitting there, and uh, she was like, uh, I'm on a name drop, but she said, she said, you know what, Mr. Lanehart, it's not Brady's job. It's not Sharon. It's not Timmy Ray's. It's not Goldstein's. It's not uh, Danny Potter's job to, uh, to, to run all these numbers while you sit back there and goof off and watch movies on your phone. And I just kind of looked. I was like, I, I literally made that face and started looking around the room. I was like, I have never done that. Yeah. And and she was like, uh, have you got anything to say? And I said, yeah. I said, first, this is a horrible first impression of me. I said, but I've never done those things. Yeah. And the guy to my right kind of, he does this like sigh, like. <sighs> yeah. You know, and I, and I'm, I wanted to punch him in his mouth. <clears throat> he tried to fight me three different times. Right in front of the supervisor, nothing was ever said. Mm-hmm. Nothing was ever well, he done. They probably had his nose stubbed up there. Well, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, and she was like, well, she said, I'm going to leave it up to uh, Henry Hulu to your right and your supervisor, whether or not you've got a job here. Hmm. And I, and she was like, well, we could say, you want to go out to maintenance and D-mail? And I said, well, honestly, I'd rather stay here and work. And, uh. So what I should have done was just went on to maintenance and D-mail. I'd still be there. Yeah. You know, I'd be making more money mm-hmm. uh, than what I was making out there. Yeah. But I thought, well, you know, I've got to, I've got to prove myself to this woman. Yeah. You know, so, and and they give you, they give you, they didn't, they didn't specifically say you had to do this many uh, things a day, but they said they tried to get at least sixteen things a day. Yeah. Each person. Mm-hmm. I was running seventy things a day danny i was running 80 160 now hold on hold on i was i was i was doing 10 times more every day when if we had it in stock to send 
I was busting my balls every day. Yeah. I, at the end, and nobody in there claimed they never done nothing for eight months straight every day. And that's the reason that me and the guy that tried to fight me had words at the beginning. Making him look bad? No, he because he come up and told me that I wasn't cleaning or I wasn't doing nothing. And I got mad and I, I called my wife and I was like, honey, you're going to have to tell me what to do. And she said, I said, I clean every Thursday about two hours before we leave. I said, I'm the only one that does that. No. The only one that sweeps and mops my area every Thursday. And this is what Tamara said, do it every day. Yeah. So for about eight months straight, I would sweep my area and mop it every day. The only person in the building that done it. Now mm. I'm talking about a warehouse. Yeah. A monstrous warehouse. Only person that ever did that. They would wipe off around their desk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I would do that. I would sanitize everything because COVID was still mm. pretty rampant. Yeah. You know? And and I did that every day for about eight months. Nothing was ever said. Nothing was ever done. They they just had it out for me. For I mean, I'm not just saying woe is me and poor old pitiful beefy. And it wasn't like I had a brother. They knew Michael Ward, or you know, my sister came up and said, "Hey, you know, it's is you thought I was a you know rough. Wait till Jason gets in here." But it wasn't like that. And the only thing I could come up with is they were jealous of my peace. Yeah, you know. And I mean like the peace that passeth all understanding. I'm being biblical. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have bad days just like everybody else. And when I'm at work, I'm a different animal. I'm a totally different person than I am out here on the street or even at the podcast. Yeah. I, I put my head down and I do my job because I'm so competitive with myself in my mind. I try to, I try to outdo what I did before. And that's just I'm built different when it comes to stuff like that. Like I'm always timing stuff with, if I like at work where I'm at, if I can hear them knocking, if I can get over there before I count to ten in my head, you know, the next time I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get over there before I, I can count to eight. Yeah. And I try. I, that's just the way I am. It's so weird. And I've yeah. always got a song in my head. I'm uh-huh. always singing a song. But the reason I, I'm gonna do it, Danny Potter, and tie this all back in. Yeah. But you take somebody that doesn't like you. Or somebody that just uh, and everybody there like I'm an open book. I always have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I meet new people, I tell them what you know who I was before I met Christ. You know, I tell them all these things. And this guy that tried to literally fight me goes to a buddy of mine's <laughs> church. Oh yeah. And he the buddy of mine is a pastor there, a real big church over Mount Vernon. Yeah. And 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 I told him I said if you really want to know about me, I said ask Chris. I said I've known him for twenty plus years. I said, I, he was my pastor, him and Brian, down at a little church we had called Mason Lake for a, a couple years, you know? I said, I, he knows exactly where I came from and what God's done for me. But that dude is supposed to be a preacher and all this stuff, and he treated me like trash, yeah. literally, because of the other two people that was on that line. They didn't like me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I went above and beyond. There's one little woman... Uh, she uh, she was talking uh, one day. Uh, we were they would go smoke. Here's the funny thing about it, dude. Every hour on the hour, this woman and her little partner back there would get up and walk outside and smoke and be gone 15, 20 minutes every hour. Every hour, nothing was ever said to these people. No, and nothing was ever done. I 
Tamara's pregnant at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking pregnant, belly out to the wall. And uh, so I had my phone there constantly. I had music playing on my phone constantly. I had it on Pandora. I didn't, and, and your phone's not like super loud. Yeah. But you're in a warehouse, so I mean, I barely could hear it. Yeah. So I always had music playing, and I picked up my phone one time, and I was messaging Tamara to ask her how she was feeling. And what I didn't know was the the captain or whatever, the chief, was in my supervisor's office. My supervisor pulled me in there, and he's like, I don't know what – he said, I don't know what her deal is with you. He said, I have no clue. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, uh, he said, here probably about an hour ago, he said, she was just standing here in my door looking at you, just sitting here looking at you. <laughs> and he's, and, and, and she, he said, uh, I, I will say her name's Clarice. Hmm. And he said, uh, he said, I was on the phone. I hung the phone up because she just stood there with her back to me, staring out the door. And he said, Clarice, what are you doing? And she said, come here, Rick, come here. Come here. And Rick said he walked up to the door and looked right where she was looking and said, I was out there plugging away and said, my phone came on and said, I picked it up and I was like, you know, text and set it back down and went right back to work. He said, she said, he's been on the phone for 10 minutes. Hmm. And uh, Rick was like, okay, well, look right there. And there's literally sitting there talking on theirs. Yeah, you know, two of them sitting there. And this, I worked beside this black guy named Carlos. Never hit a lick at hardly anything. If I was running, if if I would have an average of sixty uh, slots or whatever that I done a day, he might do five. Nothing was ever said. That's that's what that's who they want. You know, usually them people that don't do nothing is walking around on their knees. If you know what I mean. Yeah, but but uh, and I'm going to do a Danny Potter and tie this right back in. Let's say that that I go there, they get on my nerves, and I stand up and I show my hind end, like bad. Yeah. And then my little brother puts in over there, and he gets on and he gets moved because of certain things, and he gets put in there. You think that he's not going to last long. They're going to get rid of him, right? Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. You know, that's the, title, that's the title of this podcast. Yeah. Guilty before innocent. And and it really is the truth. Like, even in our jobs, like I, I worked at, uh, you know, in, 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 in the jail system and all that stuff. And I worked for DOT and, uh, you know, wrote wrote thousands of tickets to truck drivers and this, that, and other. We were, I worked at the scales up there in London and all this stuff and that stuff. And, and, and I saw a lot of guilty people, but then I saw people that – didn't even they didn't know that their mud flap you know on their truck you could tell that it was freshly ripped mm-hmm. and they write them up and that costs them money and costs their company money yeah you know but you're guilty until proven innocent and in any situation if you if a cop pulls you over for swerving 99.999 percent of the time he automatically thinks you're drunk under the influence of something yeah not the fact that uh, you dropped your cigarette between your legs or anything yeah. like that, mm-hmm. but they pull you over because you're guilty of something, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then their job, and this is what they train them to do, is to keep digging. Dig, 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 dig until you yeah. get more, until you get more. And, I mean, I understand that. Well, when a, when a cop pulls you over or comes to a call or something like that, uh it's for one specific thing more often than not 
you know, drunk and disorderly, uh, whatever the case may be. They're there for one specific reason that that call was put in for. Right. Once they get there and they start their investigation, you know, they are trained to look for whatever else might be might be uh, going on. Yeah. But it is the responsibility of the person they are investigating not to incriminate themselves. Right. So if you go blabbing to the police, and I'm not taking up for either side here. Everybody knows that I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement, but I'm also a huge supporter of freedom in your in your constitutional rights yeah yeah so when you're interacting with a police officer don't incriminate yourself by talking too much you really don't have to say a thing you You are not bound to help an officer in the pursuit of his investigation right like i see i've seen in in several news articles and things like that you know we uh you'll read what happened and they'll have like they'll have something in a in a news article or something so and so got busted with meth and this that and the other and and they'll be pulled over for failing to give a turn signal, yeah. and then they get up there and they incriminate themselves yeah. by by running. By, I mean, and, and the first the first law of it is you have the right to remain silent. Yeah, you do. So I mean, you could literally look at any cop at any time. Now he's got to have probable cause. Yeah. And and you you still don't have to answer his questions. You don't no. have to say nothing. You don't have to assist in their investigation. But but like I've seen a lot of of articles and and stuff like that that start out with uh, you know the officer Bob uh, saw a, saw a pink nineteen seventy three Pinto pull out onto U S eighty nine or whatever you know uh, Highway sixty five and headed was headed left headed south. And he noticed uh, that the car had swerved a little bit, so that's the only reason he pulled you over. And then after he pulled you over, mm-hmm. then he's like, "Where's you? You know your your usual stuff, your license, insurance, proof of you know registration, this, that, and the other." And 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 then all of a sudden, you know, you give him that, and then he starts asking you, "Well, where are you going? Where where are you headed?" You don't have to answer those. No, you don't. But the main thing is, is is you have rights, I have rights. You need to study up on those things. And I'm not trying to give all these hard criminals pointers, but nine times out of ten, from the things that I read in articles and stuff, it, most people incriminate themselves, Danny. <laughs> they do. And then let, let's say that uh, uh, that you do get in trouble for uh, you know for having marijuana or something like that, for having a you know uh, I I can't even think of anything right now what you would have but you get in trouble then you're automatically on the poop list if you know what i mean yeah you are you know every time they see you out they're going to be watching you Mm -hmm. and that's why it's vitally important to not break the law yeah when you have an interaction with law enforcement keep quiet you know and i'm not just like you said i'm not trying to help out help anybody get out of anything because if you're guilty you're going to get arrested anyway right all i'm saying is that when a police officer gets a call that's all you know. Yeah. Once you get there and look that person up, get their identification or whatever, uh, well, then you can look up their history and see what's going on with them and stuff like that. But one one other thing is, is I was a dispatcher for a long time too. Now sometimes I would get calls. There's Bob's down here and he's drunk and rah 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 and you'll send the cops out there and then they they can't do anything. 
you know, there's a lot of that too. They there's a lot of that. We can't do anything because this idiot's not going to incriminate herself. Yeah, you know, or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I look at it too. Is being on both sides of the whole spectrum. I see a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of articles and stuff that where people just bury themselves and they could easily got out of that, mm-hmm. but because they were talking and and you know whatever. Yeah. But then also I see like. You know, the justice system is not perfect. Mm-mm. It never has been. Like we were saying, there's innocent people that are in prison rotting away right now yeah. for something they did not do. I'm not hating on any law Me enforcement neither. officer for doing their job. You know, all I'm saying <clears throat> is that when you are sent to a call, that's all you know. Yeah. So with the situation with this young boy, I don't know what happened Nobody will probably ever know what really happened. All I know is that what I feel like, uh, the boy didn't do any wrong. You know, whoever the the officer was that arrested the boy probably thought that he was doing the right thing, you know, and so be it. He, he, You know, there's no fault in that. I'm sure I've messed up in my line of work before. I I know I have. I don't believe you have. But all I'm saying is that the boy was arrested charged with kidnapping i think two or three other little minor charges misdemeanors i think but the it's problem ki- kidnapping's a felony right yeah the no. problem that i had with the whole situation whether or not the cop messed up or the boy was guilty or whatever is that the person bad mouthing me and he i guess he didn't think that i would see the post or whatever and i didn't comment on it because i really didn't care enough about it too but to comment on it you know there was other people commenting and saying smart-alecky things that work down there in the plaza, and I couldn't care less. <laughs> in the plaza. I, I couldn't care less about what any of them think about me because, you know, there's there's more... Uh, there's more... More for you than they are against you. There's more for me than they are against me. Right. And I'm just saying that I have a louder voice than any of you, so I don't care what you say about me. Right. So the, the, fact, the, the fact of the matter is that you get on Facebook talking about me I, I I presume you was talking about me. You ain't you ain't doing nothing, and you ain't scaring nobody. You may be a police officer, you may be a city official, you may be the mayor or whatever. You ain't fra- I ain't afraid of you because I ain't gonna break the law. Right. So you have no authority over me. Right. So to get on Facebook or some type of social media and try to run me down, inevitably you just made yourself look like a fool because the boy got acquitted. Right. Right. But, so uh, there you go. Uh, like I said, you're guilty until proven innocent. You, yeah. I mean, that's well. You ain't supposed to pass judgment as a peace officer. Well, that's part of being your job sworn is in. to write a ticket and to arrest the person. I take. I took fifteen years ago, Beefy. I took the same oath as every police officer in the state of Kentucky because yeah. I am a law enforcement officer. Right. I have been for fifteen years in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. You know, I've got the credentials, I've got the badge, and if you don't believe me, I'll show it to you sometime. So I know the law just as good as any police officer around here. Now, it's on a different level, a federal level, but don't think that I don't read a lot. Right. I so, don't know how to read. <laughs> next time you try to run me down, you might want to might want to think about it. Well, no, the, I'm, that's the only thing that bothers me about it is is 
is people are you and know next time you want to run somebody down have the, have the backbone to tag them in the comment well yeah i agree with that too i mean you 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 see people especially on facebook they'll put you know look at them hiding behind their keyboard their keyboard warriors yeah. or whatever and and the funny thing I is, ain't no is keyboard warrior i'll tell you this to your face <laughs> the thing is is they're they're doing it they're guilty right then and there that's the thing they was bad mouthing me because of what i saw on facebook i didn't even see nothing about it on facebook i wasn't friends with this boy's mommy or anything she contacted me because somebody else told this lady yeah that i know a lot about things like this and you might want to contact danny potter right he's pretty slick and stuff like this and he'll give you be able to give you some advice and i did what i could right after now this is key right here what i'm about to say i did not just believe what this woman was telling me i vetted her through several different people i vetted that young boy through several other students and i vetted him through people that may have heard of this family right so i didn't just willy-nilly believe everything this woman said don't don't ever underestimate me. Anytime I stick my neck out or open my mouth, I pretty well know what the heck I'm talking about. Right. If right. I don't, and I'll apologize for it, but yep. I'm not going to apologize for this. Well, it's, I mean, you it's were, pathetic. You, you wasn't wrong. You just, like you said, you. I wasn't wrong, and the courts proved that. Well, not only that, but you. This lady, uh, she, uh, you know, she got contacted some people. And then they was like, get a hold of Danny Potter and let him know what's going on. Three different people told her to contact me. So you, you, she contacts you and she gives you the gist of her side of the story. Mm-hmm. So like any average normal human being, not only that, but looking at it from a law standpoint, because you are, like <clears throat> you said, you're sworn in officer of the law. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not sworn in anymore. I guess I am. I don't know what I, I mean, I, I work at the, uh, the, uh, battery plant that didn't have to be sworn in to do that but you know to be a dispatcher to be a deputy jailer to be a, mm. you know to work for dot to to work uh at, at the bluegrass army depot you have to be sworn in yeah you know so yeah. i mean I, I i know all about that being sworn in and a lot of people don't take that to heart i mean that is a that is a huge burden to pack because yeah. you can't just go into any situation with your mind made up. You have to look at it from all different well, aspects. Well, if I go into my job and I make a serious mistake, they're going to hold me accountable right. for it. But also, like I like I was just saying, you 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 have such a burden because you can't just go into <clears throat> a job uh, where you where you have been sworn in by the law to. You know, uphold the Constitution of the United States of America, yeah. and and let's say that uh, you know they they bring in Samson Samson uh, tonight at the federal prison, and then you just decide to go look at his jacket and see what he's he's done. Well, he's a child molester. Yeah, you know, so automatically you yeah. you know anybody would be like that. I don't care who it is, yeah. but uh, you know, the, automatically you'd be like, you're a scum sucking pig. You may not walk out there and point and say it, yeah. but in your heart, you're saying it. Well, everybody that I work around immediately work around, work around will tell you that uh, I don't speak to inmates unless they speak to me first. I don't treat them. I talk to them just like I do you yeah. until they take it to another level. Right. You know, so uh, but I now, mean, every uh, one of them has been found guilty in a court of law, and I keep that in the back of my mind. But I don't, I try not to let that 
dictate how I treat Right, them, right. And, and just like an officer, too, you know, the, all they know is what the dispatcher told them. They have no clue. They don't about, know the ins and outs of what right. happened. They, uh, You don't know what ha- I, I kind of, <clears throat> this is kind of a scenario that I've got, you know, <clears throat> since I've talked to you about it and kind of looked into it a little bit myself. I got the scenario that this young girl's family, somebody in her family, called dispatch and say, he's kidnapped her, you know, yeah. or whatever, because I'm sure the little boy knows the girl. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he did. I don't know. So he's kidnapped her and, rah, 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 and this, that, and that. I can hear it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you from being a dispatcher, if you get 29 calls in a in a 24-hour span, there might be four of them that's legit. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you the God's truth. Especially around here, people embellish and blow things out of proportion. Well, I mean, think about this. You, I could leave right now, Danny. And, and go find the county attorney and get a warrant on you yeah. right now. Good, for anything. For anything I for wanted anything. to. Anything. Yeah. I could accuse you of st- uh, breaking in my house and stealing something yeah. and, and get a warrant for your arrest. Well, you haven't, you've never even been to my house in Greyhawk. Right. Well, the cops have got a warrant. They're coming to get you. They'll get That's you. That's all they know. Yeah, and they'll take you to the jail, and you'll be treated just like every inmate up there, no mm-hmm. different, yeah. even though you did not break in my house. Right. See, I went to jail like that once, too. Yeah. Well, them cops, in all honesty, now, this goes back again. I'm not taking up for either side. I'm not down. I'm not bashing either side. Say you do just that. Say you get a warrant from me. Yeah. That I... I'd never even seen your place, but you got mad at me for whatever reason. I'm going to get Danny Potter put in jail. Yeah. Go down here, get a warrant for me. The police officer's job, all he knows is that Jason Wainhart got a warrant on Danny Potter for whatever. Yeah. I got to go pick him up and put him in jail. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Point blank period. Now, does that make it right? No. But that job, that officer is not, uh, his only job is to go get me. Right. He's not there to to uh, take me to trial or anything like that. He's there just to arrest me. Right, right. And that's all I'm saying that this guy did. He done what he was supposed to do. Right. All I'm saying shouldn't is have got that on, he messed up afterwards. Right. Shouldn't have got on social media. Now, there's media. a code of conduct. There's a code of ethics that police officers... Are supposed to follow. I don't believe. I don't believe that was done like this well, because the, you know I know that if I go talking about somebody at work, I'm wrong. Well, what's your opinion on this? And this is really going to like hit home uh, for 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 somebody out there in in the, in the podcast land that's listening to this. <laughs> what's your thought on somebody during an election running around and stealing? election signs of a person that is running for sheriff what's your thought on that we got a word for that in my line of, my line of work. <laughs> dirty dirty yeah. okay so uh if you was to do something like that where i work you'd be fired oh, okay <laughs> exactly but it's so funny because it's a code I, of ethics issue yeah 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 so i mean because number one i think that's illegal to it go is. around no it's stealing it's their property yeah it's their you know but let's say that that uh that let's say beefy does uh run for judge executive in four more years mm-hmm. and then i we find out that one of uh shane's workers is come in my yard yeah. or or came to your yard because I know if I was was to run you'd have a sign in your yard vote beefy yeah. <laughs> you know to be yeah. my fifth grade school picture on it yeah oh. but let's say that somebody that worked for Shane came up and stole 
Mm-hmm. My sign's out of your yard. They better not let me catch them on my well, property. No, the funny thing is, is this did happen. Oh, I know. This did happen. I know. And and like there were several people that seen it, yeah. and and they told me about it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you can't right that there. you cannot be you know be a judgmental person, and which I done it when I was a kid. I done that. We went around and stole. I didn't care who it was. We just went around and stole them. Yeah. Every one of them and put them all in one person's yard. Yeah. You know, just for the fun yeah. of it. This is not a kid though. This is a grown man. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so you know this this person's heart is like in their stomach right now. Please don't say my name. Yeah. Please don't say my. I'm not going to say your name, buddy. But the thing is, is God knows it too. And you should never, ever, ever point fingers at anyone because, as the old saying says, when you point one finger at somebody, there's three back that's pointing at you. Well, you know, and you person, shouldn't get on social media and dog somebody because maybe their family. And if I ain't mistaken, this girl's family, a lot of a lot of her uh, her family has been in jail for a lot of serious stuff. Yeah. But you can't be like that. That's not part of your job, dude. Yeah. That that would be that. You know, to me, that's unfair. Number one, it's unfair. Let's say that. Uh, I'm trying to use somebody, for instance, that, that I know really wouldn't give a crap. Okay, Brian Gabbard, for instance. Let's say Brian Gabbard's brother and his dad and uncles were a bunch of no-good drunks. You know you know what I'm saying, no-good drunks. We've all got some of them in our family, just no good, in and out of jail, this, that, and You're going to make an assumption about the rest of well, the family. Exactly. But, but the, first, <laughs> the first thing is, is would Brian be the jailer of Jackson County? Probably not. No. No, <laughs> no. Uh, um, now God can God can change. Well, I call it changing your stars. There's an old movie called uh, uh, A Knight's Tale. Yeah. And, and he his he the boy grew up poor and became a knight at the end of the movie. But his dad that had went blind would always say, "Go change your stars." Yeah. You know, you you can be labeled as one thing. Your reputation. That's what I was trying to. The word that I was trying to think of. I, I constantly tell my kids, my boys, your reputation will precede you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do you know what that means? And they're like, yeah, I guess. And then, no, what does precede mean? I said, it, it will go before you. Your reputation will. Yeah. You know, now, uh, apparently my I gave the wrong impression to some people at the Bluegrass Army Depot for them to go and, and, and say a bunch of false stuff about me to this woman, but that was my reputation in her eyes, and she wanted to fire me right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say that this young man that got in trouble for kidnapping, let's let's say that he really did. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking kidnapping, you tie them up, you put tape over their face, you do this, that, and the other, you're not cruising around. You know, in a whatever kind of vehicle they was in, you're not just cruising around and and driving somewhere where the cops can easily see you. Well, if you're going to kidnap somebody, you're not going to take her to somebody else's house. Well, right. You're going to take her to a warehouse yeah, or your something. home or yeah, somebody, somewhere somewhere like, like that. that. I mean, but I'm, I'm and I'm not saying that you know kidnapping should be looked at on different levels. Kidnapping is kidnapping. But when you look at that, if I was going to kidnap somebody, the first thing I would do would take them down roads where I know there's no cops, you know? (laughs) I would be going the back roads. I wouldn't be driving right through the main street of McKee or where. I don't even know where they stop. I don't either. I I have no clue. 
but I would make sure that I was unseen and unheard. I would, probably wouldn't be driving my normal vehicle. Yeah. I'd have a white minivan with, I've got candy and ice cream <laughs> on the side of it. <laughs> but I, the whole reputation thing, man, I, I, I constantly tell my kids that because my oldest boy had a bad reputation at Tyner Elementary School. Yeah. He did. And it's because ADHD, all that stuff. And, and I said, I said, honey, it, it, these are things that you cannot help, but your reputation has preceded you. I said, let's say I'm a teacher and for second grade and you're in there and you're a wilder and a banshee and we can't do nothing with you and you're running running off and this, that, and the other. And then me and Danny are teachers and we're also friends. So during the summer, I look at Danny and say, uh, uh, her, uh, you know, are you ready for the school year? Yeah, beefy, I'm ready. Well, buddy, I hope you don't get the Jason Lanehart's boy. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then I would proceed to tell you, well, yeah. he's unruly. He, we can't do nothing with him. Uh, it, it's going to be awful to try to teach when that young one is up running around screaming. Well, every one of them Lanehart's is wild. Yeah, every one of them's wild. You can't do nothing with them. Yeah. But see, the thing is, is people don't realize we done a we done a episode called Judgey Mc what was Judgey McJudgerson. Yeah, <laughs> check that one out, folks, if you haven't heard it. But but you're being judgmental towards some little kid that can't help it. Yeah. You know, or or you're being judgmental toward some child that was trying to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And maybe his uncles are a bunch of unruly, no yeah. good pieces of trash in your eyes. Yeah. But you ain't no better than them stealing people's election signs out of their yard <laughs> because you. you don't want this certain person to be elected yeah. as sheriff of Jackson County. <laughs> it's pretty bad. You, <laughs> you know? know? I would please just, don't say my name, Beefy, please. No, I'm not I, going to, man. <laughs> but I know. I already know. I'm not saying nothing. I would just suggest... For this person and all the other people in the comments of that little post that I finally did see the other day, smarten up. What? <laughs> smarten smarten up. up. Try to try to try to be educated about something before you spout off at the mouth, because I guarantee you, I'm going to be. You've got to get the the two by four out of your eye before you can tell your brother to get mm. the splinter out of his. Yeah, and that's yeah. the truth. You can. I mean, I understand that a police officer. They have a hard job, man. They really oh, do. Absolutely. But, but I mean, they really, really do. And and, and I, it would not hurt my feelings at all if I was driving down the road and I saw a police officer in Jackson County, Kentucky, had my sister pulled over. Yeah. And they were beating the little the literal crap out of her, and she was getting the upper hand. Yeah. I would jump out and I would help the police officer. Even this guy I'm talking about, I have no ill will against this guy. Me neither. I have no hard feelings against him whatsoever. If I saw him on the side of the road having maybe a little bit of trouble restraining somebody, you better believe that I'd jump out in a heartbeat and help him or any other police officer in the world. Because I know how it is to be fighting somebody and be kind of losing control of it. It's a bad feeling. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm sure that he and all the rest of them would be thankful for a a passerby, you know, stopping and helping him. So don't think that, and and this person is still friends with me on Facebook, and I know he may be waiting on me to unfriend him, and I'm not because I don't have any animosity toward the guy. But he obviously does me, so I'm just saying, you know, if you feel that strongly about it, block me. 
Right. I don't care. You ain't no sweat off my back. Right. right. Go ahead. Right. Or if come it, come to the podcast and, and we take, can... If you take it that personally, do something about it and just delete me. Right. Or you could just send us a message and be like, I want to be on your podcast. Well, yeah, I feel on. like you guys are... I feel like you all are, are, are bashing me. Then yeah. you've got to... It's a free country right now. <laughs> I'll, you come over here, I'll shake your hand, hug your neck, and come on in here. I'll get you a bottle of water and we'll sit here and talk. You want to get some Diet Mountain Dew, but You want to get up on the... You get on the stage, Danny. So, all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know, if you're a, a cop or something like that, and you've got... Or anybody, not just a cop, anybody, if you're going to start trying to badmouth somebody on social media or whatever... You know, you might want to just rethink it or something like that. I didn't comment on the post because everybody on there made themselves look like a fool in the end, you know. And I knew, I knew they would because I had done the research. <laughs> I had vetted every single person I talked to, you know. I don't just, just like I said earlier, I don't just take something and run with it. I ain't going to. Uh, I'm not saying that I ain't made myself look like a fool before, but I do everything in my power to keep from it, and I did in this instance. And I thought I, I said what I thought was right, and it, and inevitably, it I was. feel like I was right. Yeah, it was. So y'all just made yourself look stupid. Sorry, hate <laughs> that for you. Hey gosh, but main thing to take from this. Oh, uh, that's good to tell you right there. The main thing to take from this podcast, though, honestly, and I'm I'm putting my foot in my mouth too, is we all are we are judgmental. Um, well, yeah, and I mean we really are. I think it's just engrafted into our DNA. But when it comes to um, being being judgmental, and then you know somebody ruining their life, you know they, that that's that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. You know, there, I'm sure there's people down there that hate my guts, but when I see them out, boy, they're buddy, buddy. Now, see, oh, I'm yeah, not, they I'm jump not, to your face because yeah, they ain't got I'm no not, backbone. I'm not like that. I'm not well, like I that. I, I if, don't like if, you. You're going to know it to yeah, your face. I mean, and and you can you can tell. I was actually talking to some people at work about this last night. I said, you can tell if I really like you or not. I'm not just going to be a butthole and not speak or anything like that. I will. But I will go out of my way to talk to you. To mm-hmm. say hi to you, yeah. If if I like you, yeah. Now if I don't like you, most of the time I'm not going to say anything unless yeah. you you talk to me. Then you know, like I said, I'm not a butthole. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to ignore you and shun you, but I won't go out of my way to talk to you. No, I won't either. And I won't cut up with you. That's that. I mean, that right there is how you know I like how Jason Lanehart, old beefy. That's how you know beefy likes you, or loves you. Mm-hmm. It's because I'll cut up with you. You yeah. know, I'll make fun of you. I'll do something. You know, stupid. Well, yeah. But I mean, just remember, folks, that that you know, in our justice system, like I said earlier, it is not perfect. It no, never it will be. There's no way to make <clears throat> it perfect. But for those that are that are dishing out the punishment, just be careful about social media. Um, of course, if my child, if 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 my oldest boy Landon gets out here and does something. I'm not going to condone it. I'm not going to be like my mom was with my bro- oldest brother. Mm-hmm. It's my baby. He ain't never done nothing. No, no I mean, I'm not, not going to be, be like that, that. I will not be like that because that's number one. I will not put up with that crap. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm just being honest. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm the same way uh, uh, with myself. <laughs> but I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uphold wrong. I don't care if it is my kids. You know that to me, that's what's wrong with the world, and I know that that you're that you agree, you that are listening right now. Yeah. Uh, 
That's what's wrong with this world. Number one, they took paddling out of school. Number two, they took whooping out of the home. Number three, they took paddling out of school. Uh, Number four, they took whooping out of home. And number five is, is there is no more fear for consequences that you do. There's yeah. not fear for consequences that you yeah. do. Now, we live in a small community, very rural. There's nothing here, you know, where the mountains meet the hole, yeah. the plaza, shop yeah. local, all, mm-hmm. all the good uh, monikers that is Jackson County. Yeah. You know, and, and I like to cut up and aggravate just as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is somebody, it, you cannot ruin somebody's life. Because of ego, not just ego, but because of trying to to do what you feel is right, you got to have all the evidence. Yeah. And the thing is, is I could get on Facebook right now and just say anything I wanted to about anybody. Yeah. But if I'm dead wrong, mm-hmm. then that just makes me look stupid. Well, if you're gonna get on Facebook and talk bad about me, you better be uh, sure you're saying the right thing because <laughs> I'm gonna make you look like a fool. <laughs> I'm pretty. I mean, I'm, I I ain't trying to brag on myself or anything by any stretch of the imagination because I'm just as dumb as the next person. But when I when there's something that comes across my table to me, I just just like I said, I research it and I look into it if I don't know nothing about it because uh, I don't want to make myself look bad. So all I'm saying is that be sure of what you're saying because I know I'm going to about what I'm saying. Right. You know. I think we're all wrong. Well, everybody's, you know, everybody's wrong from time to time. I've been wrong and I'll be wrong again. But uh, if you're gone, the point is, before I start getting on Facebook or whatever and making fun or slandering somebody, I'm going to be sure of what I'm talking about. Right. Some people don't feel that way, I guess. Well, sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, man. Sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me. Yeah. Now we, well, I made, now, we now we made a podcast in here the other night that we had to erase. Yeah, because we were dead wrong yeah. on on a, on a certain part of. We it. was. I found out that we was wrong. I it specifically was wrong. Uh, but everything I said, <laughs> good. Now, I mean, son, we I said was, some pretty. I stuff, was hot. Tough things. I was yeah. hot that night. Yeah, we but, both, beefy and me both, me more so than beefy, had to. I had to swallow our pride and say, you know what? We messed up. Yeah. We was wrong about that. Uh, I don't like doing that, but I'm man enough to do it. So let's just see if anybody else is. Right. You know, that's what, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And well, that's what's up, world. That's what's up, world. Guns and Roses action there. <laughs> <laughs>